Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy. Um, well, we do lots of things on Sue Watches Buffy. <laughs> Recently, we've been doing Dollhouse. Um, right now, we are interrupting our in-between seasons of Dollhouse to do a little Buffy comic fun. So, we are going to discuss the comics. Um, so, we read the first Ten issues of season eight of Buffy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we <We're> watched. <laughs> and we watched. We watched the motion comics. All right. Well, I guess I'm M. <laughs> Longest intro ever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How are we going to talk about these comics? Okay. I watched just kind of like not computing. <laughs> My eyes and ears were just not handling it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> they just were not computing. And I was so distracted by the voices and trying to figure out who was who. And getting uh-huh. used to the voices and trying to simulate them with the character I knew in the show, I just couldn't. It ended and I was like, what the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> so I went into my closet and I dug out the box Elizabeth gave us of her comics. Uh-huh. And I dug through them. Oh, I found actually a note from her that I haven't seen till tonight. Let me go grab it. Because the note actually says a suggested order. And we are not doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't see this note till now. <laughs> Okay, it says, to M, Sue, B, Future Cat, and any other family <laughs> I miss Elizabeth. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that have gotten into Buffy. Included are all of the canon comics that I have in physical copies. There are a few missing, plus all of season 10, which you can find on my online Dark Horse account. Oh, and then she gives us the password. <laughs> oh, wow. She's amazing. She's the best. Um, she says, I would suggest starting with the Frey comic and Tales of the Vampires slash Slayers. I'll try to find a reading order for you. Enjoy. Love, Beth. Oh. Okay. Had I... This this note, let me explain, was tucked in the comics. I don't think inside a comic, but like deep in them. And I saw the first couple comics, and I'm like, I think the covers are spoilery. <laughs> so I really, when I got that box of them, I really didn't dig through them and look at them all and stuff. I just kind of put it away. Anyway, so I missed this note. Anyway, so we started on season eight. Um... I'll find. I think after maybe after we finish season eight, we'll do this. Okay. Anyway, what I was going to say is surprising 
probably me the most out of anyone. Looking at the comics and reading them, I totally got it better. <laughs> That's the whole time I was watching. I was like, I really wish I just had the comic in front of me because <laughs> I, I was so distracted by everything going on on screen in front of me. Yeah, it was it was a weird experience. Very weird. And so I was only going to thumb through them today because, you know, I just watched it yesterday, as Sue knows, uh-huh. for the first time. Um, But I started with a part I didn't really get, and I just kept going, and then I totally finished. And I'm like, you know, these reading these doesn't take that much longer than watching them. So I was able to, this afternoon and this evening, especially since we're recording late, I was able to fully read it's it's too we picked a great place to stop because it's exactly the place where one of these little books end so season eight is now in is in like i guess they must be five and five is that what we did we did ten of them right right so it's little volumes of little volumes okay and there's it was the first two volumes was exactly what we said we'd do on the video thing for anyone that doesn't know we watched the motion comic for this and yeah that's what we're talking about was weird which you've probably realized (laughs) anyway so i now feel i have a good enough grasp that we can talk about maybe i can help walk you through it you know after i watched the video i thought you know, this isn't going to work having us both being like, what the hell? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, we. I wished that I could like what, do the whole season and then kind of walk you through it like I did Sue Watches Buffy, but... Right. I don't know. This is okay, too. We'll just... We need to read the books, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sure it'll be the same for you that you'll be like, oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. The whole time watching it, I was like, oh, I just wish I had the book. I just, I can't concentrate on this. It's weird. And the voice is very distracting. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. this is this is my first graphic novel experience or right. comic. Right. Ever, except for, like, Garfield and Farsight. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday newspaper comics don't yes. count. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... That's all I've ever done. So, <laughs> comic strips. <laughs> <laughs> comic strips. They all say comic. <laughs> <laughs> Except the far side. Oh, and Calvin and Hobbes. Except the like the Calvin and Hobbes books aren't called graphic novels, are they? Ah, uh, maybe. No, I think it's just so? a collection of yeah. comic strips type thing. Maybe okay. I. I don't know. Well, that's as close as I've ever come. Yeah. Um, anyway, so now I probably just BS my way to act like I know what I'm talking about and I'll be like, nah. but <laughs> okay, we well, can I give it a whirl. And I also have them with me so I can, I can thumb through them a little okay. bit. I think I have a fair grasp of at least each storyline. I, I enjoyed the stories and stuff kind of, you know, and it was fun to see some. I old- did not at all until... I read them. I didn't. I was like, I hate this. I <laughs> hate this. <laughs> I 
I don't know these characters. They're not the people I once knew. It's weird. Right. Anyway, I did not enjoy it at all. And then I did, reading them better. I don't know if I'll ever consider them fully canon. Right. I don't know. It'll always have a weird, like, misfire for me. Like, I I don't know. Yeah. We'll see, I guess. Maybe it's a little early to say that, but it feels like just fun, almost like fan fiction. Right, right. To me. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you read them and that you have a better grasp because I just... <laughs> it was so much easier to understand. And I, after a while of reading, I'm like, you know what? The, like, the actual actor's voices I'm hearing as I read them, and that is so much better. Yeah, like, I could that visualize would be better. Saying it. That would be better. And just seeing what panel fits with what is being said. Cause you could tell in the, in the motion comic, just, it was kind of a blur. Like I could tell I wasn't seeing it right the way it was meant to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Although, like I said, I'd never read one before. So I was even more like, huh? <laughs> and like andrew i'm like is that supposed to be andrew you know it's like little weird things (laughs) yeah yeah and the only voice i think they got even halfway close was xander's xander's was okay yeah i didn't willows i thought was one of the worst yeah i did not think they did a good job with the voices Uh -uh. i think there was one other person that was okay I don't know. Yeah. Weird. But boy, being able to like read it at my own pace and stare at the panel for a minute or two, like if I needed to, was exactly that made was, all the difference. That was exactly the problem I had. It just moved too quickly. And I was like, wait, I know I just missed something. I know I was supposed to, you know. Yeah. I'm sure that the motion comics were not made for your like first time. Right. Viewing, I'm pretty sure they're probably for people that were already liked and were familiar with the story. Because I could see reading it and knowing it. And, and then, then watching it. Watching it would just be kind of fun. Right. Except exactly. you'd probably still be horrified at the voices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we try to. Uh, go through this let's try (laughs) you're gonna have to guide me because all i did was watch it i'm glad that you read them too yeah i'm glad too okay so i'm back to guide i feel so knowledgeable (laughs) i'm so glad So I was really, really, and this is my first note, I was so surprised at the, like, 1,800 Slayers. That's yeah. way more than I thought. Yeah, 1,800 Slayers, like, 500 working with them in 10 squads is what I wrote down. Yeah, 10 squads. 
Yeah, and only 500 of them are working with them. That's crazy. So that means there's 1,300 slayers out there not working with them. Yeah. Okay. Are, do you think they're, like, actively not working with them, or they just haven't discovered them? Probably. Because that's a lot of people. Yeah, probably a also, little of both, maybe. Yeah, it seemed like there was some sort of way to track them. I don't know. Wasn't Didn't Giles, like... They had, like, a little intro video. Right. Okay, I think we should treat this a little like something that you could listen to if you have not read the comics, but maybe you're curious. So we're not going to be the best guides, but we'll do our best. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go issue by issue? Is that how you want to do it? Yeah, I think we probably should. Okay. Okay, so in 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 issue one, we're we're flung into like maybe at least a year, at least a year from when Sunnydale was exploded or imploded. Mm-hmm. Maybe even two years. They're kind of all separated. Buffy and Xander are working together in Scotland. Willows. Well, you know, Andrew talked about it in. Angel. Where were they? Like, South America somewhere? I think so. And Giles... Giles is in Russia, is what I wrote down. Really? I missed that. I have that in part... in issue two. I have... Oh, so he's in Russia. Okay, so... Now, we are going to skip around a little, but... In the Faith storyline, when they're like, they're not really talking, was that just because of that Faith thing, or were they not talking before that? I think it's because of the Faith thing. I think it's because, yeah. You mean Giles and Buffy, right? Who did I say? You just... Oh. Didn't <laughs> just say didn't any say. names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so they're just kind of doing their thing. They've got a lot of um, cool tech. (laughs) Yes. And Buffy is with a little group of slayers, I guess, and they kill some demons. (laughs) This is as knowledgeable as I am. And they've got some weird mark. Right. One of the guys. And then we see a bunch of military guys. They look like they're going through Sunnydale's um, Hellmouth or something, and they don't see anything. Right. And then we see that Don is a giant. (laughs) (laughs) This is like my favorite thing about the whole thing. (laughs) Okay. Don is a giant, and it's not explained. <laughs> it's not explained. Now, that was one of the things I got spoiled on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I knew Don was a giant, but I had no idea. It just, like, was thrown at you. I figured it would be, like, some storyline in the comics that Don becomes a giant. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a giant because she dated someone who's a, a thrice-wise or something? Thrice? yeah. Which is not explained either. Okay. And more military guys. Yeah, if 
it feels very like initiative yes they even me. bring up the initiative they're like oh no is it like the initiative yeah <laughs> and then it ends with amy the witch is working with them yeah they keep talking about you can tell that they've got a witch working for them and at first i thought it was willow and then it ends up being amy And Xander, did someone call him a watcher? Is he a watcher? Um, I don't think officially, but I think he serves as kind, kind of, of serves that same. He's like, I'm moment. not a watcher, but it, okay, it's the whole like I thing. I don't know. I think he's. I don't think there's watchers really anymore because they all died. Right. But the name still exists, and Giles. I don't know. We'll see the second one, part two, or issue two, starts out with Giles' narration, and he says, I used to be a watcher. That's right. Okay. And he kind of talks about how the scales have tipped, and you're like, man, have they ever? There used to be, like, a whole committee of watchers on one Slayer, and now there's 1,800 in, like, one watcher. (laughs) So that is crazy. And that just reminded me that we did... Oh? Hey. Hey. That was weird. Do you know if that was my internet or yours? I have no idea. I was just checking my connection, and yeah, I'm connected. Me too. Weird. What's the last thing you heard me say? <laughs> um, because I was just going till I heard a dial tone thing. <laughs> Did you hear me say something about Xander's Sergeant Fury joke? Nope. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Did I I talk about Giles being a watcher? Uh Uh-huh. And the scales tip? Oh, yeah. The last thing I heard you say was, I used to be a watcher. Giles said I used to be a watcher. And that they all died. Yeah, so Giles used to be a watcher. That's how he starts his um, issue two. That's the... He starts the narration. And, you know, it's really crazy thinking about... And he he talks about how the scales have tipped. And it's so crazy to think that, boy, there used to be a huge council of watchers and one slayer. And now there's 1,800 slayers and one one watcher. watcher. Right. That's very overwhelming to think about, training them all. Right. Anyway, what was your uh, Xander joke? (laughs) (laughs) That in the first issue, he calls himself Sergeant Fury. And that just made me laugh because Nick Fury has an eye patch. Nick Fury's uh, from the Avengers. He. Mm. It's Samuel Jackson's role in the movies. He kind of assembles, puts the Avengers together as a team. Okay, so he's kind of more that. Yeah, plus the eye patch. <laughs> well, all over my head. Yeah, yeah it was fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we have a listener laughing now. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay. Um, this just reminded me that we did get one feedback for from Harold for the comics. Everything else, oh. not that we got much more, but everything else was 
what we've been watching stuff. So let's read Harold's feedback okay. just before we keep going. Okay. You want to read it? Sure. I got it right here. Um, Harold says, since I never planned on reading the Buffy comics, I never tried to avoid spoilers. So I was aware of a few things that we have seen so far, like Don being a giant. See, I was aware of that. (laughs) I'm aware of a couple things, but... I know nothing, which probably shouldn't (laughs) surprise anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, personally, I feel like the Buffy TV show is a complete journey and does not need to continue. But having said that, there were some unanswered questions and uncompleted storylines, so I was glad to see that they addressed many of them right off the bat. The biggest one was how would it work with all these activated potentials? We saw a bit of that in Angel Season 5. It was a great moment of empowerment to end the series, but the reality is that few of the potentials have watchers, Many of them are immature, and some are not worthy of having such power. On top of that, every action has a counteraction. Shifting the balance of power like that is sure to get a lot of people in Demons and Vampires upset. In fact, I was a little surprised there was a Legion of Doom-type council of vampires, demons, and werewolves trying to organize themselves to deal with all these slayers. Maybe that will come later. Hmm. Oh, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Um, I was yeah. It makes sense if they were that smart. Yeah, yeah. And if they knew that there was that many potential, or you know, slayers, which I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'm gets sure out. words gotten around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was happy to see that they brought back Ethan Rain. He was one of my favorite characters, and I loved whenever he would pop up in an episode. It was disappointing that his return was brief, uninteresting, and he didn't feel like the same person we saw on the TV show. And then he was killed with a gun by another military person who doesn't like powerful women. I didn't like any of this. <laughs> I Yeah, I was all excited to see Ethan Rain, and then... I know, it, and then they kill him. It was uninteresting, though. You know? I don't know. Yeah. He was a great guy. I loved it when Ethan was in an episode. Yeah, you think, man, they could do such fun things in the comics with Ethan Rain. That's the first thing I thought of, and then I'm like, is that him dead? Yeah, yeah. Um, Like Ethan, Amy was another character who I felt was underutilized in the series. She was there from season one up through seven, yet it felt like her story didn't get the proper development or enough time. Perhaps she will do better in the comics, but so far it is not looking promising. Hmm. Agreed. I thought it was interesting to pair her with Warren. That was surprising, surprising and weird. And gross. Um, <laughs> uh, they were both there in season six, causing problems for Willow and Buffy. And I liked the idea that Amy was watching and appeared in the nick of time to save him. Well, sort of. I suppose Warren would have would have liked it if she made it there about thirty seconds sooner. <laughs> <laughs> that flashback reminded me of how Sue was convinced that Warren was still alive. I guess she was right after all. <laughs> <laughs> I only barely remember that. <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> On the other hand, I just don't see why Amy would team up with Warren. Even assuming the word boyfriend was being used sarcastically, I just don't get that. I hope they give Amy a storyline. I would like to get a chance to understand her point of view. 
Yeah, I didn't really question it, them teaming up. I just thought they both hate them so much. Yep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Warren is not a character I wanted to see again. If he continues, I hope they do something to give him more depth, either through backstory or character growth. He seemed to have just done that, like, superhero villain thing where they get changed physically uh-huh. for the bad, but they kind of embrace it and just are evil villainy. Yeah. That's the sense I got, so I don't see that happening. I don't either. Yeah. If he's going to be around, I hope they find a way to give him some skin or something. He's gross. <laughs> Um, how do you interpret Buffy's dream about Xander, where she loves him I, to death? I don't know. I, that was really, really, <laughs> really, really weird. It, I was so confused. Yeah, I'm still, even after reading and studying the panels, I'm like, I don't know if I got that whole dream thing. Yeah. He says, does it truly indicate romantic feelings or is it something else? I'm thinking perhaps this is a sign that she needs someone, shall we say, a little bit more immortal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... Did... Okay, here's a question. I knew that the Buffy in with the immortal in the girl in question on Angel was a fake Buffy. I knew that. And did I ever say that to you? Um, I don't think so. I'm guessing so. I didn't because I think I'd consider that spoilery for the comics. Yeah. Just because I had been spoiled on it. I don't think you did. Okay. I didn't think I did. But then I couldn't quite remember. Because <laughs> I, re- I remember discussing it with you and B and having that in my mind and thinking... I could make it a little better by saying this, but I don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Okay. Because it was. It was a decoy, Buffy. Did you catch that? In the comic? Yes. Yes, 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 I did. Um... Okay, he says, I like the face story, although it felt like she had slid backwards a bit from where she was when we last saw her. She's still an outsider who has issues with Buffy, and I thought she had gotten past that. But I like the idea of her devoting herself to helping problem slayers and her bonding with Giles over their youthful manslaughters. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of issues of where Faith was. Yeah. But I kind of chalked it up to this being a more interesting story for her is to taking her back. It's one of those things that I feel like they really resolved. I really liked how Faith ended with Robin Wood. Same. And then this comic just crashed out. Yeah, it's like they've already had a relationship and broken up. (laughs) Yeah. We don't get any of it. (laughs) And she didn't change at all. And that was the thing. I really liked how she had changed. And then I liked the idea that Robin was the first guy to kind of like treat her like she's worth the second night. Right. Right. Exactly. And I loved, cause I think faith was finally at a point where that value would be like something she could actually accept. Right. Cause she had had a lot of character growth and 
done this comic just she had and i remember i was talking about it robin made a lot of sense to be like the man in her life because his mom was a slayer he understood slayers yeah you know no i really like that and i imagined a lottie da and maybe not exactly a happily ever after but i really like the potential there yeah for faith and robin kind of same teaming up and actually just having faith fill that um I don't she she's always saying stuff about how she's just wham bam thank you ma'am and that's how she likes it and, right you know right that's all she's good for basically and I just really liked Robin not that he was like because he <laughs> he did it in a great manner where he's just like mm, I don't know I've had better right <laughs> <You know? laughs> she's like hey and he's like let me you know give me a chance to surprise you right. And so there was just something really great there to me. And this crushed it. I mean, I can kind of see, you know, stories do that all the time because this is a more interesting story than Faith just being, like, in a good place. But it is kind of crappy when that was something I liked so much right. about the ending of Buffy. Right. Well, this could also be some sort of misdirect. I mean, maybe they break up all the time and have these little tiffs. Yeah, she was kind of like saying booty call in like a... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe they just have a weird relationship. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she wasn't quite as ready as I wanted her to be. Right. (laughs) Or maybe I will not consider this as much canon <laughs> when I think about the ending of Buffy. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, but then she, you know, I don't know. There's always there's always going to be a. I'll never mesh them together. I can't see myself meshing them together. I don't think so. I think they'll be separate. They'll just this is just funny weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, okay. He's still talking about Faith. He says, her story was my favorite because, first of all, the Faith and Giles in these stories felt like the Faith and Giles that I knew from the TV series. And also the story was simple and easy to follow. <laughs> that is exact. I liked the Faith one the best, too. <laughs> yeah, it was easy. That was the Way one thing that I liked, to follow. was able to. I wonder why that is. I guess it was fairly straightforward. Kind of straightforward, yeah. Uh, most importantly, I was invested in the story of the misguided rogue slayer. Up until the end, I thought that Faith would be able to get her to join the Slayer Sisterhood. Hmm. Um, I I didn't, I didn't have a problem that Genevieve died. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was okay with that. Me too. I didn't need an English Faith. <laughs> One faith is good enough. Yep. Even in the comments. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> um, so far, Dawn being turned into a giant is something of a C-plot, and it has more of a comic relief story than anything that furthers Dawn's character growth. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to withhold judgment, but I hope this doesn't turn into a metaphor that now she is a big girl or something like that. 
Even that was more compelling than anything to do with the military or the state of Willow and Kennedy's relationship. Yeah, what was all that? I don't know. I'm so confused. Um, He says, overall, I'd say these stories were okay, not great. They were obviously written by people who are very familiar with the Buffy series. I saw that Joss himself wrote at least one of these. They do some things that you can do in comics, but can't on a TV show, like the use of first-person narration, which was a plus. On the other hand, some of the characters, especially the villains, seemed too one-dimensional and the Twilight storyline too confusing. So at this point, I would not call this essential for Buffy fans. What do you think? All those things. Yeah, essential, no. Mm-mm. But... I don't know. I think the thing I liked the most about it, just like in, at first glance, like just kind of not taking it too seriously. It's just seeing characters like Ethan Rain come back, even if it was for a little bit. Um, and just, I don't know, seeing Andrew and Giles and I miss these guys. <laughs> totally. Um, here's, I think... My take, certainly not essential, but this has the, um, it has the ability to be a, what I'm going to call a fun interpretation of what could happen after season seven. Yeah. But my mind is not going to let it be full canon. No. But it's a fun interpretation of, hey, you know. <laughs> Let's pretend this happened after. <laughs> right. Just, you know, like a couple buddies on a very high scale, just like imagining where the story could go and using just their full imagination. Right. No holds barred. Right. That's basically what this is, except. Well, and it just, it, it's with Dross, it seems like it's a little more canon than I'm willing to give it at this time. <laughs> well, and it's a little. It's a little jarring because we're not in Sunnydale anymore. So. Yeah. And Dawn's a giant. Willow can fly. There's fairies. Some little dude with a hammer. That Giles hires. What is it like? Trafalgar? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know. I don't know. Not, oh yeah. Not that we didn't see. I mean, yeah, Sunnydale had its vampires and its demons and you know whatnot. But I don't know. Comic books can do more than a TV show can because they don't have to. This is not live action. They can have fairies and Trafalgar. That wouldn't work on a TV show. No, and you know, having Don be giant would be the biggest pain in the butt. <laughs> Amazing though. <laughs> <laughs> okay well thanks harold thanks for yeah taking this little ride with us i know we're, we're tickled <laughs> we may be having to send you comics in the future loaned out from beth <laughs> <laughs> he'll send him back i'm sure he will okay 
Issue two is blah, blah, blah with um, Giles and Slayers. Oh, and Buffy shows up, right? Uh, Buffy showed up to this. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if that Giles thing was like a flashback. Because it was like Giles was there and then Buffy was there. So I don't know. Confused. It's confusing. I know. And then we see Andrew. Yeah, so Andrew's in Italy. He's in charge of Slayers. Yep. And I, as we did see in Angel. Right. Which the timeline doesn't work very well. Well, maybe it does. I don't it know. Could be a shush. A shush. Or a... I don't know. Yeah, shushy more than anything, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or he went immediately to Italy. But that Buffy girl was... Which could have been a total... The Buffy girl that the Slayer that they are pretending to be Buffy dating the immortal that we see her storyline at this point, right. Um, becoming a Slayer. And that could have been a flashback, you know, a long time ago. Did you just know, don't know what these comics, <laughs> they just flip around and do little stories. Yeah. You just have to do your best. So, yeah. So they, they have a decoy Buffy, a Slayer. It sounds like they have two. Yeah. But one of them is in France with Andrew pretending or dating the immortal. But they said that was Andy or Andrew's idea for her to date the immortal saying it'd be funny. He must have known that Spike and Angel had a history with him or something. Yeah. He must have talked to the immortal, found that out, and then came up with this plan. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that Angel and Spike were going to come. Anyway. Whatever. Um, we go to Xander and Dawn. She's taking a bath. By the way, I'm still shipping them. <laughs> Remember I shipped yeah. them and I'm like, I think they should get together in the comics. Still shipping them. I don't know. She probably can't be a giant. <laughs> that might be funny, too. <laughs> Poor Xander. <laughs> okay, now I want her to stay a giant. <laughs> um, he suggests she made herself giant on purpose, which was kind of metaphoric, I guess. Because Buffy was ignoring her. Apparently they haven't been getting along since yeah. the show ended. Yeah. Then we've got uninteresting initiative people. Aren't they always? I think they talk about Warren. I don't know. Who cares? Um, I just have written down. Who are these Drexel Court people? Is that the initiative guys? Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then this was weird. Um, Xander and Buffy talk about Dawn because he talks about her bath, and then all of a sudden, she like invites her into her room and starts kissing him, and then his head pops off, and it's a dream. 
but I don't know when it turned into a dream. It was all very weird. It was, yeah, because I've got Buffy and Xander. No, this must be a dream or yeah. another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dream, and then Amy pops up, and it, there's a lot of talk about it's a dreamscape. Yeah, so Buffy is like in a coma, like a dreamscape thing. Sounds like it. And she can only be woken up by true love's kiss. That's what Amy said. She put her in like a state. Right. A magical dreamscape. Right, right. State. And I um, thought Spike was going to show up. <laughs> it's like, it's got to be Spike because it says that she can only be woken up by her true love's kiss. Yep. Spike! But it wasn't. It wasn't, but there is some weirdness there we need to talk about. Um, oh, I, th- I thought Xander had funny dunglies. I don't remember his dunglies. He just had like yellow dunglies. Oh. <laughs> like a shirt and pant matching. I'm looking at them right now and they uh, they have little ducks on them. And weird, like a big zombie Yeah, I... army comes at the same time and all these slayers protect them. That was like, kind of confusing. And then the the issue ends with Willow showing up. Right. And I wrote, of course, Willow has a renaissance dress on. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just, I don't know. I think, I think the motion comic, it just moved too fast for me. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're all like 10, 12 minutes long, and so it just moves really quickly. Yeah, it is a weird dance before your eyes. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. I definitely want to borrow the books for me so I could. Yeah. So then I think what you're supposed to think is either Angel or Spike does show up, but it turns out being Ethan Rain. Right. So we're on issue three now? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to move on? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) This uh, little Buffy, Buffy vampire sandwich. Did you catch that? Uh uh-uh. She in her little dreamscape with Ethan Rain, he like he like takes her into all these little dreams of hers in her head and she... Right. <laughs> There's a picture of Buffy in a nurse's outfit in between a naked Spike and Angel and they're all chained together. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I got it because it's in my notes from my first watch. <laughs> I wrote, haha, Buffy Vamp Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so Willow and Amy spar it out. Willow, okay, so Willow turns the zombies into dancers instead of, I think, yeah. I think she does a spell that Turns them into dancing and, like, Pride and Prejudice, someone made a reference to. 
coffee goes through other dreams. I wrote I wrote in my notes Vin Diesel joke was funny. I don't know. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> she and Ethan Rain are talking, and they're like going through her dreamscapes, and she's like in Amy's cage. And then she's like, the cross beams. She's like, so this all means something? 3X, triple X? So it's either Vin Diesel or porn, neither of which is real attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Made me laugh. <laughs> okay, and so here's the weird thing. So they're all like gathered around her. We're out of her dreamscape, and we are back into her room, and everyone's standing there. And Willow's like, uh, somebody in this room is in love with her. And they need to kiss her. Uh-huh. Let's see. She's, okay, she says, Buffy needs to be kissed by someone who's in love with her. They might not even have realized it, and they probably don't want anyone to know about it. <clears throat> right. And she says, so everybody shut their eyes and keep them shut. And that person will step forward and give Buffy a kiss. And then it shows Xander going, okay. And then Buffy is sitting up and says she has a funny feeling on her mouth. And then she yells, cinnamon buns. I found it weird because I'm like, are we supposed to... Well, I wrote, is Willow in love with her? That's what I wrote down. I said, was it Willow that kissed Buffy? Because then there's a little something in issue 10. I'm like... Did Willow just was... say she pushed Tara in front of the bullet to save Buffy because she's in love with Buffy? I wasn't sure about that. Although we can talk about that when we get there, uh-huh. but there was something about that. Yeah. But it was it was very interesting actually. I don't I didn't think it was I didn't think about the in love. I was actually um I think it's that uh like Japanese slayer, what was her name? Oh. Because of the lip gloss thing. Oh. Sanshu? No, that's that. (laughs) Something like that. I can't remember her name. Anyway, um, someone borrows her lip gloss. Is it Buffy? Someone borrows her lip gloss, and she goes up to her, and she says, Cinnamon. Yeah. I was like, oh, was that girl in love with her? Is she the one that kissed her? That's kind of what I think the comic is trying to say. Okay. Buffy did compliment her hair. Maybe she's got a crush on it. Maybe. Um, I don't know. There's some Giles. There's stuff I don't get. This is really hard to follow. It was very hard to follow. <laughs> This is where they she talks to Kennedy, and I think Amy is like in some sort of magical bind. Right. And then the Willow gets sucked into another dimension. And Amy, Amy and Willow, but Buffy misses 
Are you there? Sorry, I just sneezed like three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, so Willow and Amy get sucked into something, and Willow gets bound. And they're trying to work on how to get Buffy through that. And then Warren shows up. Skinless. And then that's the end of that issue. Then we've got part four. Um... Yeah, and these first four, it's like The Long Way Home Part 3, The Long Way Home Part 4, so it's like a little run. Yeah. So Don's having a little Don fit. Giant Don. Giant Don. Willow is about to be lobotomized. And then there's a bunch of characters. One looks like Chewbacca, and one looks like a wisp of a smoke or something, and then one looks like the swamp monster. <laughs> I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> oh, and one's like a... I didn't even notice that one. One's like a painting, and one's like a sketch made up of just number... like paper with numbers sketched on it. I don't know what's going on, guys. Um... But they help Willow somehow. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wrote down. I don't know. I don't know why I wrote this down. I don't remember. But I just wrote gross eyeball stuff on Willow. It's, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's the lobotomy. Warren has her like. Oh, that's right. Okay. Her eye like peeled open. That's right. That's right. That's right. With like little hooks. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. And I think these are like maybe witchy people from another dimension helping Willow through it. I don't know, and I don't even want to read, take the time to yeah, read it more closely and figure it out. Gotta, it's just, yeah, it's got to be something like that. Then there's fighting. I'm just thumbing through. They're fighting and rescuing her. And I think Amy and Warren escape, do they? Yeah. Ethan Rain gets shot. Buffy's finally with Willow. And the woman-hating guy is there. And he says that Buffy's... He, They have the mis... They're misinterpreting what Buffy did. They think she's out to take over the world when... Right. It's kind of like in the high school in the movie where she saved the high school from the vamps, but it looked like she was just a hooligan. Right. Kind of the same thing again. She's just being misunderstood. So the next issue is called The Chain. This is where the girl becomes a slayer. And she's this is the girl that becomes the Buffy decoy. Right, okay. And there's a weird fairy talking... <laughs> To her, I think, when she's supposed to look like Buffy. I have no idea who this fairy is. It was really <laughs> bugging me because it just wasn't explained at all. It wasn't. <laughs> and I was... I don't know what is that. And then it takes her back to her high school. And I think the chain, the chain is like the chain of slayers, I guess. So yeah. she gets introduced to what slayers are. 
it seems like what they were trying to say is that they're they're not as important as individuals. It's the chain that's important. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. That's what I kind of... Um, I don't know if there wasn't a lot of meat to the story, so I'm just... I like the 1950s commercial. Yes, that was fun. There was like a little uh, introductory video of So You're a Slayer <laughs> kind of a thing. Yes. <laughs> which was kind of fun. And then it goes back to her, like, talking to her high school friends, and she saves them all from, like, a rogue diesel truck. And they're all, who, what are you? And that's that. It was, like, her origin story, I guess. And that is the first book. There was a talking slug in it. Yeah, what I don't was know. that? <laughs> That was another one that's just like, <laughs> and he had such a dumb voice and like, and a comic thing that I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> but once I was just reading it, it wasn't as bad. Yeah, yeah, a giant magical slug thing, and the fairy, little fairy. No idea what's going on there. Maybe there'll be more. Um, issue six opens up on Faith. She has, in the meantime, been in Cleveland. We've heard about this Cleveland Hellmouth, and that's where Faith is camped out. Is that where Robin is? Robin calls her. Yeah, I don't know where he is. And that's where we find out that they're exes now. Yep. She thinks it's a booty call, but really he's asking, is is he talking about the Slayer that she goes to help? No, it's a vamp nest? Yeah, it's a nest of vampires. Oh, so that's, okay. And it's, there were children, and she turned them because she goes to that mansion. Right. Or that house, and there's all these little kid vampires, which they probably couldn't have done on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And she kills them all. And it's just, it's kind of like, ugh, she's in a terrible place. (laughs) That's really depressing to go to some old house and have to kill a bunch of kid vampires. Children vampires. (laughs) But Giles has a yellow submarine shirt on. Sweater. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was odd. And so Giles shows up at that house, and he asks her to, there's a rogue slayer in England, and he wants Faith to come. And he's got this big plan, because she is joined with a witch that is putting so many enchantments on her house, mansion, castle, whatever, that uh, they can't get in. Right, yeah. She's... So he's come up he's come up with a plan to have Faith befriend her and then kill her. That way. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like some sort of nobility kind of. Yeah. Like not high nobility, but I don't know. Just... They use like Dowager. It, it, they were like yeah. Downton Abbey. Yeah. She was like a... She was a... Uh... 
She was Edith. She was Edith. <laughs> no, she was, she was not. <laughs> she was more Mary than Edith. Yeah, and Giles' plan is to kind of do the Eliza, or what is... Pygmalion. Yeah. Do a little My Fair little Lady. little My Fair Lady on her. Yeah, he teaches her the posh accent and some table manners and wants her to get into one of their little fancy parties. And once she's in, he just wants her to kick her ass. Which was kind of surprising to me that Giles wanted Faith to just murder the Slayer. I was like, what? Giles has changed. He's seen some stuff. I was like, that just doesn't seem like Giles to me to just kill her. We don't, <laughs> we don't have time. I guess with 1,300 of them, or 1,800. Yeah, you know, and they were they were trying to kind of, in this little scene where he's teaching her table manners, um, he touches her arm and the panel suddenly changes to her with like a I think we were getting a little insight into Faith's backstory yes and why she is how she is with men and stuff no details really yet but well he touches her and she stabs him with a fork (laughs) yeah well when he touches her it the next panel is like a high school aged boy and he's got like a really mean looking face and it says, you're a worthless whore. Maybe it's supposed to be your dad. I don't know. Oh. But he looks young. Anyway, so she just, don't touch me, and stabs him with a fork. And it's like, whoops. <laughs> so it's like, all the second he touched her, it turned into almost like PTSD kind of a situation. Right. Anyway, they bond a little bit. He's cool about it. She sees a tattoo, and she's all, oh. And he's like, yeah, I used to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, and at the end of this issue, like, she has her hair up and has this fancy dress on, like a gown. And mm-hmm. did Giles check her out? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Because <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, did, that, did Giles just check out Faith? Okay, so she says, so, how are we doing here? And she's got the dress on, and it shows him just looking normal, and then the next, and then it shows the same picture of him. It's like a profile picture, but now his glasses are down his nose, and he says, five by five. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't know, but I am more inclined to think it was more like Henry Higgins (laughs) that sees her for, you know, that it Eliza was... Doolittle dressed up for the first time and like, wow, you did it. Look at you. You passed. Okay. Then it was the voice actor that made it a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but from the comic, I'm not um, I'm not inclined to think he's checking okay. it out. <laughs> it's more Henry Higgins. <laughs> okay. Although, do they end up together? Yeah. I think they do, yeah. Well, it's implied. Right. So, I don't know. Well, who knows what the comment is? <laughs> I swear the guy who does Giles' voice was like, five by five. 
Nice. <laughs> Not creepy. Not at creepy. All. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have Xander and Buffy just before this little scene. Oh, I guess all that's going on in this scene is that Buffy comes to see him and he's expecting another slayer Renee her name's Renee they're gonna have workout they have little workout sessions oh that's right but he's like all defensive about it like right that's right there's nothing going on between us (laughs) Uh, Buffy is like a little melancholy and has her mind on that weird symbol that we've seen like etched into people's chests And then there's like some lion demon. I don't know what's going I on there. I don't know what was going on with them. I was really just <laughs> what, what else? is going on. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then we got the five by f- five by five. Five by five. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the voice actor knows what happens in the next <laughs> or the voice actor just has no idea what character he's playing. <laughs> Alright, next issue. What is this? Seven? Uh huh. Yeah. Um Giant Dawn with Willow flying around her was my favorite. <laughs> Little tiny Willow flying around Giant Dawn. <laughs> it's <making me> laugh. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yes. Um before that, I think it's just Faith getting into the party. Right. Nothing real exciting there. And then Don and Willow talk. And she flies. So Willow flies now. Yes, Willow can fly. <laughs> and it looks like she's about to open up to her. But they get interrupted. Something Buffy wants. Um, then we're back to Faith and Guinevere, is that her name? Genevieve. Genevieve, Genevieve bums a fag off of her. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, Faith botches and thinks she's talking about a person. Yeah. And so they bond. And then uh, Genevieve's Witch goon, six a couple goons of his goons on Faith. They're gargoyles. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, gargoyles, and Faith takes care of them. So that was my favorite line out of I think this whole thing was Faith. Freaking gargoyles! I hate Europe. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I liked. I wrote down. I like how Faith calls Sunny Dell Sunny D. Yes. <laughs> pretty good okay so Genevieve knows that Faith is a slayer because only a slayer could do all that right oh and Genevieve earlier we didn't talk about this she's like really sadistic I mean she she kills other slayers is that true she plays like some dangerous game type game yeah, that's why she's such a threat. 
and her we find out at the end of this issue that Buffy is her main target. That's like her most dangerous game. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, she She thinks she's introducing Faith to be in a slayer, right? Like, like Faith is just finding out. I think so. I yeah. And she wants her on her side. She really genuinely likes Faith. And Faith genuinely likes her. So then we get into issue eight. And Faith is a little, uh, really, you want to kill Buffy? <laughs> Are you sure? Um, and, oh, she, very Faith-like. At the beginning of the night, she just tossed, Giles was, like, in her ear in, like, a little microphone. So they could communicate, and she just tosses it. Right. Just at, at the get-go. And so Giles says, <laughs> we see him with that Trafalgar guy and trying to bust into the protection. And he's been waiting all night and he can't talk to Faith. He doesn't know what's going on. Well, for those who haven't seen it or won't see it, Trafalgar, just picture kind of a garden gnome, but a little bit taller with either an axe or a hammer just banging on <laughs> like this invisible barrier thing <laughs> just constantly banging on it um yeah he's got a little hoodie on yeah he looks like a little garden gnome yeah and he just stands there and just hits this barrier this magic barrier <laughs> and then he's like well there's nothing i can do <laughs> <laughs> this magic's too strong <laughs> he knows he knows what he's up against i guess <laughs> Then uh, Faith and Genevieve are taking a bath in a, like, Faith is in heaven here. They're taking a bath together in this giant tub. She's living the high life. Yep. This girl likes Arctic monkeys and the, the stone roses. <laughs> They're bonding. They're bonding over the stone roses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a good, I approve, bonding over Arctic monkeys and stone roses. Sure. The worst things. For sure. <laughs> worst bands. <laughs> um, there's a lot of talking here. They're after their bath and talking, and I think Faith is trying to talk her out of going after Buffy. Yeah. But not trying, but trying not to blow her cover. But she genuinely likes her too. She probably thinks that she's gonna get herself killed. Right. Then we are with Buffy and Willow. Oh, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But then I just remembered they're just talking and they're talking. So there's this something's going to happen at Twilight. Yeah, I don't. That has to do with that weird symbol when they keep talking about Twilight. Well, and I think the military people brought up Twilight, too. Okay. And I think that Iron Man looking guy at the very end. I think he is Twilight. Twilight is a villain? I think so. Oh, I did not catch that. Okay. Interesting. I remember her talking to like a Iron Man guy. And I swear they call him Twilight. Okay. That's but interesting. I- could have been completely wrong because I was that issue 10 really 
confused me. I don't. Well, as they're discussing all that, Buffy just disappears. She just like in an explosion is gone, and Willow thinks that she's like, "What happened?" It turned out to be the witch, the witch guy, Genevieve's witch guy, brought her, and so they spar, and yeah, he like teleports her to yeah the castle where Genevieve and Faith are. So now Buffy and Genevieve are going at it, and Faith surprises her by jumping into the fight because she doesn't want them to kill each other. But now Faith is pissed. And they, like, fall through a glass window into the pool below. Yelling the whole time, please be the deep end, please be the deep end. (laughs) (laughs) But it was the shallow end. But they survive. And Buffy misinterprets that Faith is... Buffy has no idea that this is a mission that Giles sent her on. Yeah, so they go at it, and Faith... Almost grounds her. Yeah, she, like, chokes her. It was pretty intense. (laughs) And it was kind of like... Was she talking? Was it, like, her first person narrating? Kind of saying stuff like, whenever she's around, you're the villain. Yeah. So it's like... If you kill her right now, this could all be over, and you won't have to worry about her anymore. Yeah, but yeah. Just ends up just yelling, shut up to her. But she's talking to herself. Yeah, I think that was all going on in Faith's head. Yeah. And then Buffy gets teleported out again. <laughs> and That was Willow's doing, though, right? I think oh, Willow yeah. figured out how to, okay, how yeah. to get her back. And Faith is all alone. Oh, but Buffy, before that, Buffy did find out. But Faith was trying to tell her that Giles had um, Had sent her. her. She's on a mission with Giles. Like, they're working together. Right. And Buffy doesn't believe her. Yes. And then at the very end of this issue, Genevieve shows up with one of those old-timey ancient hatchety things. She's going to, like, chop her head off. Right. And fight her. And now... Old-timey hatchety things. <laughs> I get a double axe. Like a two-headed yeah. axe. Yeah. A medieval axe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> Old-timey. I couldn't think of medieval. <laughs> um... So now Faith is having, this is issue nine, and Faith is starting out talking about the mayor. (laughs) So she's going back in time a little bit. And we see the mayor. We see the mayor. I was excited. And how he made her feel loved and still does. I liked this. She can't help that. Yeah, I, I thought it was, I liked it. I liked hearing Faith feelings about the mayor and how he made her feel. Yeah. I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. Was... And then we go back to the fight. Um, she finds, Genevieve finds out that she's from Boston. She's not even anything that she said she was. And 
Then we're back to Giles and the Garden Gnome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Buffy calls. She's pissed at Giles. Right. She's like, Faith just tried to kill me. What's going on? You know. And she's pissed at him and won't listen to him. And he just doesn't want her involved in it. I guess because he's being Giles and wants to protect her from someone trying to kill her. Even protect her from any of the info. Um, But she's not having any of it. She's having a little Buffy fit. Then we're back to the fight. And Faith kills Genevieve. Yes. And then feels kind of bad about it. Yeah, well, she liked her. Yep. Then she spars with the um, the witch guy, and he's got a book with the... Uh, the symbol on it. The symbol on it. And Giles shows up. And kind of saves her, because she's kind of losing, and... She, when Giles shows up, she throws that spell book at him, and he, oh, <laughs> he like, he was protected. So the witch guy, his protections were like those mystic fields he made were like so amazing that no one could get it. And so Giles uses his own spell book against him. And he puts the mystic field actually inside, inside this guy. Yeah, and he like his head explodes. Yeah, so it makes him burst because he, <laughs> I don't know, it made sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Giles's deal was with Faith. If she does this one thing, he will give her all the money she could ever want, a new identity and passport, and she could just be done. That's right. And she decides she doesn't want the deal. She wants to help other slayers that are wayward. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, and Giles Giles talks about how he's not going to... That he and Buffy aren't really talking. So they kind of bond again. There's something a little uh, bondy about those two. Not necessarily in a gross way. Five by five. (laughs) (laughs) Almost like he's bonding way more with Faith than Buffy right now. Yeah. I'm still just trying to figure out where everybody is. It's still, it's it's just new. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. And they are pretty spread out. They're spread out. And... We just don't know what's happened in the last year or so since Sunnydale. Yeah. I mean, lots of stuff has happened. Right. So, but I really think the Buffy Giles thing, not talking, is just about this mission. I don't think it goes back. I didn't get the idea that it did. I wondered, because had they even interacted? I don't think I don't think so. I'm not sure they had interacted, so I was curious. Okay, and now we go to some military lady. And she does say, I see that now. She says, Twilight, are you there? 
I humbly request your audience and all that crap. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So then we see the Iron Man Twilight. So is he like the big bad, I guess? I guess so. And then that's that. That's how they end it. Then we're on issue 10. Called Anywhere But Here. And they actually start out playing Anywhere But Here from, what was that, season 2 or 3? Do you remember that? Uh Uh-uh. They're in high school, just on the grounds, and they play... I think I think it's two, because I think it's not long after Angelus is born. <laughs> and, like, um, I forget now everyone else's, but I think Xander was at a water park with some hot chick. So, like, they choose somewhere to be. Oh, And they yeah, call yeah, it yeah. anywhere but okay, here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Xander's was a water park with someone. Yeah. That I didn't know who it was. Maybe she's on Baywatch or something. Right. So Buffy's anywhere but here. So she's flying with Willow. That's why she has to do this. It's revealed that she's just trying to get her mind off of it's scary flying with Willow. Yeah, so Willow's just flying. <laughs> it's Willow to fly. <laughs> so her anywhere but here involved Daniel Craig in a beach sunbathing. Right. I think he's going to rub sunblock on her. Um... And then, oh, so there was a little, we're, we're at Don and Xander, and there was a funny little thing where Don, the only clothes she had were the clothes she was wearing when she got made big. Right. <laughs> so she's getting stinky, and she doesn't have any clothes to change into. <laughs> and so Willow's witches turned a big trunk of her stuff big. Right. So now she's got clothes. And I found the little Xander... In her roughly things, very funny and very Xander. I could totally picture this happening. Yes. (laughs) Um, Willow doesn't anywhere but here uh, with Tina Fey. (laughs) (laughs) TV's Tina Fey. (laughs) (laughs) TV's Tina Fey. And this is where I was... Oh, and they're like skiing. That's funny. Anyway. Right. This is where I got super confused because there's some girl named Robin. Yes. And it's like she's stuck in a different timeline or something because they say something weird about, oh, I don't think I met her yet. But they like know each other. Right. Will really doesn't know her, but she just figures... Well, it's like, we're going to meet in the future or something like that. Yeah. Just very strange. So... Not told. Yeah, so... That's where Buffy and Willow were flying to was this house that this Robin girl is like a watcher over. She's like, there's a seraphim or something they call it inside. That's... I have no idea. What is a seraphim? I, ser- I can't remember what they called it. So they. It's a st- endless staircase. So is it like. The hell. Yeah. 
you get the idea that this Robin girl like sits outside the house to make sure this thing doesn't escape. So she's kind of like a like a security guard. A, <laughs> yeah, like a Drogon. <laughs> yeah, yes. Protector of the deeper well. <laughs> yeah. This one was super confusing to me. Yep. Because it did a lot of, it talked about, and it seemed to do a lot of, like, timeline jumping and multi, multiple dimensions or something. Yeah. Yeah, they're in, like, a endless staircase. And then, uh, I don't know, I figured they, oh, yeah, they are, are because Buffy says, let's play a game. And then I found this super funny that she's in like this uh, Pride and Prejudice like dress and she, she's got two Christian bales. Yes. <laughs> she has a little women Christian bale <laughs> and Rain of Fire Christian bale. Yes. <laughs> I have a feeling oh this is God. the one that Joss wrote. <laughs> it was just too much fun. <laughs> I would have chosen Little Women Christian Bell and <laughs> Newsies Christian Bell. <laughs> High school Emily would have. It's <laughs> uh, funny. I guess as long as you don't, you're not going to want. Um, what was that? American... What was that one called? American Psycho Christian Bell? American Psycho Christian <laughs> No. <laughs> and the machinist? Oh, yeah. No. Probably not him either. Nope. Batman Christian yeah, Bell. Yeah, it was a Bruce Wayne Christian, Christian Bell. Yeah. yeah. He's just got a weird lower, lower lip. <laughs> Can't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he's not up there on my list. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have been my first choice, but if I had to choose some bales. Yeah. Yeah, this one is super confusing. So confusing. It's got that weird mouth monster with the little screens. <laughs> yeah. Like the little, is that a little screen? I don't know what that is. On his tail or his eyes? I don't know. I don't know. It... <clears throat> It's so weird, and this is the issue that I swear Willow says that she, like, put Tara in front of the bullet to save Buffy's life. Okay. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, we'll get to that in a second. Here, we're back to, so they're talking to this mouth monster I don't know what's happening with it and I don't really care too much right now <laughs> um, Don makes the confession to Xander that she had actually didn't sleep with her boyfriend she slept with her boyfriend's roommate Right. so I'm still confused is he still the what was it called Thrice, thrice, thrice wise, 
thrice wise, does that mean he was he did some spell on her to get back to her for sleeping with his roommate, or is the roommate the thrice wise? Because they all seem to think that Kenny was the thrice wise. Right. So maybe if she had slept with him, she wouldn't be in the situation. She got herself into it because she, she slept, slept with, with his roommate. Boyfriend. Yeah, that makes sense. And so he was getting back at her. That makes sense. Okay, so this monster... Okay, okay. The monster shows them bad things they've done. Okay, right. And they both get to see it. Right. So Willow and Buffy are watching um, Slayers steal all the money. And why they have all this money is because they robbed a Swiss bank. So it's showing Buffy's bad deeds. and. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I was... So she's she's being all, hey, it's all insured. It's a victimless crime. You know, she's rationalizing what they did. Um, they've, um, so she's kind of ashamed, but she's rationalizing. So that's where they got all their money, apparently. Um, and then there's a Willow bad thing, which was probably the funniest thing in the whole thing to me. Like, <laughs> it's just this image of Willow and this, like, lady serpent. <laughs> yes. All green. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Willow's naked and kind of being wrapped around by the serpent lady's tail. Right. <laughs> I laugh so hard because the next line is the next panel is Buffy and she goes wow your bat is way better than mine <laughs> 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 that was probably my most funny part um, oh and then they see they see an image of Buffy, like, all torn up and crying and huddling. And so I don't know if that's a bad thing or if it's just the future. It seems like it was the future. And I think right. we're back with Robin and she's like, ooh, he wasn't supposed to show you that. Right. And there was betrayal, the closest and most unexpected. Buffy's like, who? And Robin's like, you're about to cause a disruption. And Willow just says, we need to get out of here. Oh, the Sephirillian's plane. So that must be the... She's the keeper of this weird thing that can, yeah. like, show, show you stuff. Right. They must have gone there to get answers. Anyway, so I guess that's a foreshadow that she's going to be betrayed by the closest. Um, and then we have a... So this is what you were talking about. We have a flash of Willow and Kennedy... And, like, Willow and Buffy have a moment. Willow kind of confesses. Um, what I got was that Willow caused Tara's death. She is guilty for causing Tara's death. And she caused everything because she brought Willow back. I mean, she brought Buffy back from the grave. Right. And that was, you know, told to us in season seven that... Buffy coming back was the reason that um, the first, the first right. 
was back. She saw like a, there was some weird way that it caused an opening where the first was able to do this. Right. Now Willow has all of this on her shoulders and she also brings up the fact that if she would have left Buffy dead, Tara would still be alive. Because Warren went after Buffy and the bullet hit Tara that was supposed to go to Buffy. And if so, it's more guilt. If Willow had never brought Buffy back from the dead, Tara would still be alive. Okay. So I I didn't get love. It was I, okay. That makes more sense because blaming herself for Tara's death. She says, "I chose you over her," as in I chose. But, you know, that's stupid stuff, because Willow couldn't have known. Right. Okay. Because, yeah, I only watched uh, it the one time, and I was like, wait, is she saying she did that on purpose? But I don't... I was picturing the scene of Tara getting shot, and I'm like, Willow didn't push her or anything. It happened right in front of her, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so Willow is confessing to Kennedy, and I guess Buffy is able to watch this. I don't know. Or maybe she's talking about it. It's confusing. It's confusing, yeah. <clears throat> and Kennedy gets so, all jealous. So, she, yeah, she's talking to Kennedy, and she says, So back she came, and misery and violence, and Warren, effing mirrors, who tried to shoot her dead and hit my love instead. We could have moved on, raised Donnie, moved somewhere nice, but I chose... I chose to put Tara in a bullet's path. I chose, and then it's back to her and Buffy. She says, I chose you over her. Okay. She says, I can't do that again to the woman I love. And she's talking to Kennedy now. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Then we're back with the monster guy. Uh, Uninteresting fighting, I guess. Um, now they're all back with Robin. Robin the girl. It's done. Yeah, the girl Robin. They get blasted away from that house and the house blows up. Um... Right, they just say it was demons playing games, and then they walk away from Robin, and that's the end. And that's it. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Our first intro to the comics. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to keep going, I just... Yeah, me too. Especially again, especially after reading. Yep. I honestly just I hated that live motion thing. I just I could not. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I do agree that reading it and then watching it, watching it as your first intro is not good. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I think it is made for people that have read it already and know what's happening. Yep. But no, I think I think it'll be a fun little adventure. Oh yeah. Agreed. 
So the next time we talk about him, we'll just finish out season eight, which is 11 through 19. Here's the thing. And I just remembered while we were watching, well, while I watched him and was having all that trouble. You remember? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had trouble. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Knowing what issue was what and when I needed to stop. Right. But I remembered that after Beth bought those for us, she said, oh, I forgot. That is only the first half. Oh. So, because when I was looking through the box, I'm like, this says that there's 40 issues. Oh, okay. So it is. It's only the first half. Okay. So we've, I guess we're splitting season eight into four. Four. Okay. I think that's enough. I think yeah. 10 issues. Yeah. This is a fine amount to, to be talking I about. Think it's it. the per- I, do I wouldn't want to do more and I wouldn't want to do less. Yeah. So we'll do the next two books, volumes three and four, next time. Cool. And I can't even begin to predict. I have no idea. I'm not. I'm not even. No. I guess we could talk about this. Uh, being betrayed by her closest. What Giles? <laughs> Who's her closest? I don't know it. Giles or Willow? Or Xander? Yeah, I guess Xander. Or, yeah. I don't know. Do you think we'll see Spike soon? Uh, I don't know. I have one spoiler about Spike. Yeah? I guess it's not an important one. He shows up on some sort of spaceship. (laughs) At some point. (laughs) That's amazing. I love comics. <laughs> that is all I know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. I don't know if it's in season eight or if it's in one of these side issues. I have no idea. All I know is Spike and a spaceship and something about bugs. <laughs> I have no idea what about bugs, but it's involved somehow. Okay. Well, I just wonder if, like, this, I wonder if this betrayal thing is going to be, like, an over several issues arc or just another little, like, four-issue run type story. It seems like a big one, so I, I bet you. I would, yeah, I would guess it's, like, the penultimate, or the, uh, the major conflict, right? Right. I don't know. There'll definitely be some sort of showdown with, like, this Twilight guy. Yeah. Or girl. Yeah, or Iron Man, Twilight. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe someone, maybe uh, Giles joins forces with Twilight? I don't know. Lots could happen. There's Lots could happen. I think it's fun. I like it. I'm glad we're doing it. Me too. And I think I think that spike thing was the only spoiler unless I see something else that comes I'll talk about anything I already knew beforehand. Although I can't think of anything else. Right, okay. 
I was never super interested in the comics. I'd like to see more of Faith and what she does, you know? You know, I know that there's a whole... I think it's Faith and Angel have a huge comic arc. Like, their own series of comics. Like... Well, that would kind of make sense to pair them up together because Faith yeah. chose to stay to help the helpless, basic, you know, kind of. Right, yeah. So it would make sense to pair those two up because they, then they'd kind of have the same. Yeah, I'm almost sure I've heard of the Angel and Faith comics. It's like a little sideline. Buffy and Faith just have too much history. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the the angel faith stuff uh-huh. in the show. Uh-huh. I thought that was interesting stuff. So that they're pairing faith and angel that makes sense to me. Yeah, I like this faith Giles too. Yeah. As long as it's not romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm interested to see where they go. I I don't know yet how I feel about things like little fairies and Willow being able to fly and stuff, but yeah, that all seems fairly incidental. Yeah, I mean, stuff I can ignore. I can shush. I can shush <laughs> exactly. But I didn't like just having some fairy thing though. I just I don't like that very much. No, just having that there, and I just don't know what's going on with it or what I'm supposed to think about it. Right. That kind of stuff I could do without ever all the time. Maybe it was just that one time. Maybe. So. Well, cool. Cool.
line But you just cannot get angry in the same way No, not in the same way So not in the same way I missed your text. Oh, that's okay. I got distracted by the total old man message from Dad. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most old man thing ever. Holy crap.